0: They're approaching a crossroads that they haven't really had in this whole golden era, this run that they've had. And it'll be fascinating to see if they do anything this winter to, um, I don't want to say alleviate that crossroads, but start to address it head on. If you had the chance to have a beer with your favorite baseball player, what would you talk about? Would you ask the same tired questions like every reporter after the game? How did you feel? What was going through your mind? Yada, yada, yada. Probably not. It's time you hear the stories that these players have never told. This is the Setup Man podcast, where we have conversations that every fan wants to hear and the
1: stories that every player and coach deserve to share. Let's get started. Setup Nation, what's up? We've got Chandler Rome today, the Athletics, or sorry, the Astros beat reporter for the Athletic, uh, talking here on Rumor Has It, and we're talking all things Houston Astros. Chandler, excited to have you on and talk a little bit about what should be a pretty uh, interesting offseason for the Astros.
0: Yeah, maybe not in terms of um, transactions. Uh, I don't think, you know, this team returns eight of their nine everyday position players from last year return its entire rotation, return its setup man and closer. Um, So there's not much that needs to be done, but I I think when you kind of start to look at it, they're approaching a crossroads just Mm -hmm. in their franchise. They've got a couple guys, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, are entering the final year of their contracts. Frambois Valdez and Kyle Tucker will be free agents after 2025. Um, It's highly unlikely that they re-sign. Well, it's it's virtually impossible that they're going to re-sign all four of them. I would, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say they only re-signed one of them. So yeah. um, they don't have a good farm system. Uh, they There's just some things that, they, that they're that they approaching a crossroads that they haven't really had in this whole golden era, that this run that they've had. And it'll be fascinating to see if they do anything this winter to, um, I don't want to say alleviate that crossroads, but start to address it head on.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. Six of the last seven years, they were the AL West champs, seven straight championship appearances in the playoffs. And now it's kind of like, yeah, they they probably have another shot to do that. But beyond that, right, pretty much ranked dead last, according to MLB.com, for that farm system. So do you see them maybe start getting rid of pieces a year early like Bregman keeps on coming up in trade talks in order to bolster that farm system?
0: yeah i mean my general rule of thumb just with every front office in the winter is you uh you eliminate nothing and you consider everything um it would be negligent for the astros if teams are calling them about alex bregman or framber valdez or kyle tucker it would be negligent for them not to listen um that that is that is a front office's foremost responsibility is to be open to anything um i don't envision any of them getting traded um, mm. Just solely because um, they, Jim Crane, and by extension, everyone that works under him, like the, the expectation is that they want to contend for a World Series in 2024. Okay. Um, that We just told you that they, they're they returning everyone basically from a team that was two wins, a, a win away, excuse me, from getting to another World Series. They've been to seven straight ALCSs. They are not looking to take a step back in 2024. If you trade Alex Bregman, you, you cannot achieve that championship contention uh, without him. They have no one in their farm system to replace him. Uh, they, if, if their farm system has something, it has pitching depth. Now, is it elite pitching depth? No. Is it guys you're seeing in top 100 prospect ratings? No. But they've got guys that they can turn to. You saw it last year with JP France, who came out of nowhere and threw 150 really good innings at the big league level. Um, Hunter Brown last year. Like they, they've got, they've got depth there. They have no position player depth in their minor league system. They have no one ready to step in at third base and replace Alex Bregman, who was a five win player last year. Uh, Kyle Tucker. They don't have anyone that can step in. He led the team in WAR. He finished fifth in American League MVP voting. I would venture to say it would be borderline impossible for them to contend for a World Series if either Alex Bregman or Kyle Tucker is not on the 2024
1: team. Well, let's play a little scenario here. It's close to the All Star break. This team's around 500. They're not really in the the playoff picture per se. Maybe right right around the third in in the ALs. At that point, do you think? Jim Crane and Dana Brown say, Hey, let's hope we turn it around this second half. Or do you see them start making some of these moves like the Bregman's and the Tucker's and the Valdez's?
0: I, I would probably say the former just, you know, let's, we believe in the guys. We believe in this team. Let's, let's hope they can flip a switch and turn it on because that's what this team kind of does. You know, yeah. if you followed this team last year, they did not play particularly well for long stretches of the season. And then when September rolled around and it was like, oh hey, the division's still in within grasp, they turned it on and played elite. And then they went in the playoffs and they turned it on and played elite. Like that's what they do. Like they they kind of rise and to the occasion better than any team I've really ever seen. So there would be some merit to doing that. So like if you get to the All Star break and you're either a couple games out, if you're, you're not performing well, like there would be merit to just saying, Hey, like, let's, let's wait and let's, but you know, if it's a situation where just a catastrophe has happened and they're under 500 or they're not playing well and scuffling along, then they would have to consider it because um, you know, sustainability is the buzzword, right? Like every franchise wants to be sustainable. Every championship window, you want to be sustainable, like to promote that sustainability and to keep that sustainability within reach. It would behoove them to um, at least consider it because th- there's a very, very, very remote chance that they resign Alex Bregman. Like I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Kyle Tucker is going to resign here. Um, I don't think they want to extend from Valdez. So, I mean, at some point, like y- you have to decide: is it worth just getting the qualifying offer draft pick for those guys, or do you want something more? And they've, this, these are decisions that. Um, for the most part, they've never really had to seriously consider. Um, you know, there was some rumors uh, in twenty nineteen at the 2019 winter meetings, and I actually wrote about this, that there were some rumors at the 2019 winter meetings they were entertaining offers for Carlos Correa. And it was a similar situation where, um, you know, they kind of knew they weren't going to re-sign him. Um, the farm system was nowhere near as bad as it is now, but still they needed to restock a little bit, and they had some payroll problems. Uh, they, they wanted to get under the the salary, the uh, CBT a little bit and you know they fielded some offers but at the end of the day Jeff Luno said at the winter meetings you know Carlos Correa is an astronaut we're not going to trade I have a feeling that Dana Brown's going to be asked some very similar questions this week in Nashville uh, about Alex Bregg, and I think that you know the parallels there are easy to see that they have considered this before but they've never Mm -hmm. actually pulled the truth.
1: So you know we're hearing that Jim Crane put kind of a cap on what Dana Brown is going to be able to do in regards to additional money uh, funds going towards new guys. First of all, why do you think crane is doing that and how does that impact Dana Brown this off season?
0: Well, Dana Brown came out and said at the GM meetings that they don't have a ton of financial flexibility. Um, that's on the record. He said that and you look at where they are in relation to the first luxury tax. Again, all these, there's about five or six, websites and and places that that tabulate payrolls and that approximate where the astros are and they're all different so you don't want to say that they're like basically if you look at all those approximations they're either at the first threshold already or have already exceeded uh you know so they don't have a ton of room they need to sign a couple of relievers and they need to sign maybe a Hit, uh, maybe a starter, maybe a left, left-handed left outfield bat, and certainly a backup catcher. So they've got stuff to do. Um, you know, Jim Cranes only exceeded the competitive balance tax once in his ownership tenure, and that was after they traded for Zach Greinke in 2019 and took on that huge contract, and that put them over the CBT. So there is precedent. He's done it before. Um, he is reluctant to do it again. But from what I understand, it's been communicated to – A lot of people that he will go over. Like, this is not a situation where there's an edict to cut payroll, an edict to stay under. Like, but he only wants to go over for the right sort of thing, like the Grinky deal in 2019. Like, they thought they needed that to finish off a World Series championship caliber team, and they were right, and they got it done. Um, So, I think it would certainly have to be for something of that ilk. Like, something like a a slam dunk, like if they can get this, if they can get like an elite standout reliever or if they can get a a high end starting pitcher to come in and like, I think that would happen. Um, But I I don't think it's, I certainly don't think it's something that uh, Jim Crane's looking to do. I don't think he wants to go over the competitive balance tax, but I think all things equal, if this team has a chance, to win and if this team has a chance to contend for a world series, Jim Crane loves winning. He loves being aggressive. You saw it at the deadline last year with Verlander. Um, they'll do it and they'll go over the CBT. But a- as of right now, I don't get the sense that uh, that's something that he's dying to do.
1: So it feels like the biggest need this offseason, we're seeing, you know, uh, Hector Neris is out. Ryan Stanick is out. Unless somehow the Astros end up re-signing them. Uh, the bullpen is pretty depleted at this point where do you think they go to find some arms to replace those three guys
0: um you know you 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 say it's depleted but they do return Brian Abreu who may be the best reliever in baseball that no one talks about and Brian Presley who um is quietly turned himself into one of the greatest closers of certainly this era um you know again two guys that don't get talked about a ton that are really really good and so they return so you've got a good core um, you've got Kendall Graveman coming back. Um, they need Rafael Montero to find some sort of continuity, especially with that contract that no one will take on. Um, but yeah, they're losing 185 innings combined from Phil Maton, Ryan Stanek, and Hector Neer. So they just need they need volume. They need guys that bodies that can come in here and kind of absorb those innings. Um, you know, they I, I think they are interested in re-signing Hector Neris, but you know, Neris is going to Neris is going to look at the Rafael Montero contract. That Jim Crane gave out the three-year, $34.5 million contract to a guy that had one good major league season. And Hector Nearis is gonna be like, well, I want that. And I don't like I don't know that the Astros can do that. So they may have to kind of have a couple Astros specials where they go out and find a a guy that no one they they bring a guy in and you know change his pitch repertoire, train change what he throws, change the shape of his pitches and turn him into something elite. They did that with Presley. Um, they've done that with a ton of pitchers in the past. Will Harris, Colin McHugh, guys like that. So, um, you know, I think they are trying to get in that big game hunting leverage reliever market, but at the price points that we've seen so far with guys like Emilio Pagan, Rionaldo Lopez, like I, I don't know that they can play in that in that ballpark. So, um, they may have to get creative. They may have to, you know, get some guys that maybe aren't on, you know, normal baseball fans radar, some lesser known guys and, you know, work their magic, sprinkle their dust on them and, and turn them into something elite. Because, you know, like we said, they, they, they're not playing with a ton of money right now.
1: The starting pitching last year was really impacted by injuries. Is the hope just that everyone comes back healthy or is there going to be any looks in the open market or maybe even via trade for a starting pitcher?
0: Well, it's, it's, odd, uh, you know, I, I, criticized them pretty heavily last year for not going after a starting for not getting some depth last year in the, in the rotation because they, they they didn't have a general manager for 2 months and i guess they presumed that you know they had a they did have a surplus and they presumed that everything was just going to hold steady and, and that's just that's foolish and you know it forced them to go get Justin Verlander at the deadline because they needed him and they ignored the starting pitching market but you know it's funny I posted a story, I wrote a story this morning that speculated that, you know, in an analysis sort of way that if they're going to trade one of these guys coming up on a, one of those four guys we talked about, you know, maybe Framber Valdez makes the most sense, hmm. just given, you know, what they could get for him in this market. This market is obviously everyone wants starting pitching. The demand is dwarfing the supply. So if you put him out there as available, who knows what you could get? You could really help you know, a lot of the issues that we've talked about that they have. Now they can do that. They can listen on Fromber and if it's something manifest and they trade him, they can do two things at once. You can be active in the starting pitching market, trying to acquire a new start and also, you know, get rid of, or, and also, you know, maybe consider trading Fromber. So I think regardless, I think they do need uh, to go find an innings eater veteran sort of, you know, Back in four or five starter, you know that you give an incentive laden deal to, and you know see what see what you got uh, because you know look, I, I think they like the depth that they have. They have Verlander; but he's forty one years old. Um, I never question any. I mean, he's he's a unicorn, so it, doubting him feels foolish. But still, time comes for us all, and age comes for us all. You know, Christian Javier did not have the season last year that I think they were anticipating, especially given the the extension they gave him. You know him taking the step and you know really turning it around and becoming more like 2021, 2022 Christian Javier would really help. Um, and you know they're going to get uh, Luis Garcia and Lance McCullers Jr. back at some point in mid in the midseason, like around maybe after the All Star break. Garcia had Tommy John surgery last year. McCullers had flexor tendon surgery. So again, you don't know what you're going to get out of them, but they'll be back. They'll be bodies and. You know they they saw Hunter Brown and JP France pitch well last year. They've got a couple of prospects that they like. Spencer Arigetti's a guy to keep your a guy to keep your eye on as a as a prospect that can maybe come up and help them out. So um, yes, I think they need some insurance. I think they need some more um, established depth. But at the same time, I'm also the one that's out here writing, hey, like maybe they should look at trading from rebel does that makes a lot of sense so i don't want it to act like i'm speaking out of two sides of my mouth i think they can do both of these things i I don't think there's a mutually exclusive you know you have to do this and you can't do this like they can do both things at once
1: hey that's what the offseason is all about playing both sides of the the coin because you never know what's really going to happen and what the opening day roster really is going to look like last piece of this is the outfield Kyle Tucker feels like kind of the only lock out there. What do you see the outfield looking like when we open the season in late March?
0: Well, uh, I think certainly Chaz McCormick has done enough to be the everyday center fielder. Um, As I reported pretty thoroughly last year, and was now pretty widely known that Dusty Baker was not a fan of Chaz McCormick's. They just, he just didn't uh, for some, for, for whatever reason, just, thought that he was not an everyday player, did not want to play him every day. I think that's going to change with a new regime in. with certainly, you know, Dana Brown was a guy that really wanted Chaz McCormick to play every day. Joe Espada kind of the same way. So um, I think Chaz McCormick has done enough to really solidify that center field job. And then in left, you know, Jordan Alvarez wants to play a lot in left field. Um, I do wonder, however, you know, how, how much they want him out there just to protect him, to protect himself from injury. You know, you saw last year he had that scary dive against the Yankees at at Minute Maid Park. I mean, he didn't end up going on the IL or anything, but that's kind of the fear. If you lose him, you are completely screwed just because of – I mean, he's one of the two or three best hitters in the the big leagues. So um, he's going to play some out there. Um, You know, Dana Brown seemed – Pretty comfortable with what they have internally in the outfield. You know, this when you look at their roster, it would scream for maybe a, a veteran left-handed hitting outfielder, bench bat sort of guy to platoon and not even platoon, like timeshare in left field with Alvarez. Um, you know, if they don't go that route, you know they could play Chas McCormick and left, and then play Jake Myers or Mauricio Dubon in center. Um, you know, they've got a couple of outfield prospects. If, if there's one position in their farm system on the position player side that they are that they feel pretty good about it. it is outfield. You know, they added a guy named Kennedy Corona to their 40-man roster to protect him from the little five draft. Speedy, great defensive first center fielder would not be surprised if he gets a look at some point this year. Joey Loperfito, um really blew up last year, went to AAA, uh, mashed. So maybe that's the guy that they look at. You know, Jacob Melton, their former second-round pick from Oregon State, you know, he made it to A at the end of the season. So, you know, they've got some young guys that they like and they feel good about. But um, I do think they could benefit from just maybe a, a veteran guy to, to bring in some, you know, some more modicum of certainty in, instead of, you know, uh, maybe rolling out a, a bunch of prospects to give them their first try.
1: All right, Chandler. Well, last question here. You know, Dusty retires. Joe Espada is in. Was the bench coach for a bit over there with the Astros, you think there's any adjustment period for the players or you think because he's being promoted, that should be a pretty smooth and seamless transition.
0: It should be a pretty smooth transition, but you know, I, I don't think we can also overlook, you know, the, the, some of the pitfalls that first time managers have, you know, Joe Espada has never managed in affiliated ball. He's managed a few years in the Puerto Rican winter league, but he's never managed a minor league team, he's never managed a major league team. And mm. there is inherently, when you when you go from the right-hand man to the man in charge, there's inherently going to be some 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 things you have to work through, just some stuff that you, he never encountered as a bench coach. And he'll have that, but I do think it's going to help him that he knows these guys, he's been around, he's worked under two very, very different, uh, with the Astros, he's worked under two very different styles of a manager in Dusty Baker and A.J. Hinch. So I think he's been trained well. I think he's prepared for this job, and I think certainly he was the right call for the Astros, just because they want to, you know, they wanted to maintain as much continuity as possible. But I think it'd be foolish to just presume that because he's been here for six years, it's going like he's going to have it all figured out as a first-time manager. No, there's going to be things he's got. There's going to be things that he's never encountered before that he's going to have to confront. And I, I think Joe is. Um, he's prepared for this though. Like he interviewed so many times for other managerial jobs that can get them. You know, he's probably thought long and hard about how he's going to run his clubhouse, how he's going to run his team. He's probably had everything planned out for a while. Just given all these interviews he's been on now, it's time for him to put it into practice in a place where he is really familiar. All
1: right, Chandler, did we touch on everything or is there anything I didn't ask that you think we're going to need to keep an eye out for the last few months of this off season?
0: Um, I, I think we've pretty much touched everything like I said I, I think obviously the the trade possibilities are interesting especially with the names that have been put out there but it would I would be surprised if that's how it goes down just because we have Jim crane's never done anything like that so I wouldn't i wouldn't I wouldn't count on it but certainly it's something interesting to monitor
1: Okay, guys, go check out Chandler Rome with The Athletic on Twitter if you want to get all the up-to-date updates on the Astros this offseason for the MLB Hot Stove. Chandler, thank you so much for jumping on here for another episode of Rumor Has It with the setup, man. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you.